Hi, you're listening to the sermon podcast of Impact Church in Fredericksburg, Virginia. I'm Pastor Brandon, the church planter and lead pastor. We are a new church in the D.C. area that is centered on the gospel and sent to our neighborhoods, Northern Virginia, and the nations. Please visit our website at www.impactfxbg.church. There, you'll find our current meeting times and locations. Our prayer is that you are encouraged by the message you hear today and fall more in love with Jesus and others. Thanks for listening. All right. Hey, uh, as if that wasn't good enough, um, let's get our Bibles out and, uh, and let's take a look at uh, Scripture today. I want to um, uh, start a, a new sermon series with you today. Um, we're calling Summer in the Psalms. And so uh, it's hard to believe we only have a few weeks of summer left, which is kind of crazy. Uh, but we're going to take the next few weeks of the church and, uh, and look through the book of Psalms together. Um, it's the biggest book of the Bible, so uh, we're not going to be able to hit all of it. But we're going to choose a few and, uh, and really just spend some time. So if you have your Bibles, turn to the book of Psalm chapter 1. And uh, I figured chapter one was like a good place to start. And I want to encourage you, like, if you didn't bring a Bible, maybe it's your first time to church ever. Uh, Man, we are so glad that you're here. And uh, but you can also use, like, your phone or a tablet. And uh, feel free to do that uh, today at church. And um, I know I I was a youth pastor for 10 years, so um, I spent, like, most of my life saying, put your phones away. And what a different world, because now I'm like, everybody get your phones out. Like, let's uh, do this. And so I want to encourage you. There's a Bible app that you can download called YouVersion. Y-O-U version, and uh, you can download that Bible app and follow along with us today uh, in God's Word, all right? So I'm so excited uh, to get a chance to do this with you today, to open up God's Word, and I just want to encourage you, like uh, we say at Impact, that uh, this time, this sermon time, is not a time for me to get up and like impress you or uh, entertain you, right? Like this is, uh, we are God's people, and we are going to gather around God's Word to hear a word from God, all right? So that's what we're doing here. We are not here, so I want to encourage you. We're a little bit different of a church, so I want to encourage you, instead of like sitting back and, you know, just being chill and asking, you know, oh, let's see what this puppet can do, you know? Like, I want to encourage you, like, let's lean in a little bit, all right? And uh, and lean in, because you're not leaning into me, you're leaning into God's Word. And uh, we even put some note cards on your chair, so that little blue section, the card that we're going to ask everybody to fill out today and drop off uh, in our uh, giving station later, um, has a, a, another section where you can take notes today. And so I want to encourage you to take notes. Feel free to use a phone or a tablet to take notes as well. But I just want to encourage you, that's one way you can interact with God's Word and uh, gather around God's Word and not just sit back and listen to me, all right? Um, so I want to encourage you to do that. Uh, so as we go into the book of Psalms, um, I'll introduce like over the next few weeks as we do this, I'll tell you a little bit more about the book of Psalms. But here's all I want you to know today. Uh, the book of Psalms is a book of songs, all right? Um, and so there's, it's so interesting because um, I grew up, my grandfather is uh, the guy who really led me to the Lord and discipled me. And um, uh, he's gone to be with Jesus, but uh, I still think about my grandfather a lot. And my church experience revolves a lot around my grandfather. And uh, my grandpa was infamous, though, for like going to church. Went to this smaller church, about 100, 120 people. And, uh, and he was infamous for always being late to church. And I never knew like why he 
he was late. Like, I always had to go early. Like, I always had to be there early to, like, go to Sunday school and do all this. And so one day, I was like a teenager, and I just asked my grandfather, I was like, Grandpa, why, why are you always late to church? Like, I feel like, you know, in the kindest way possible, I'd like to rebuke you for, uh, for always being late to church, you know, and more so making me not be late to church, but you can be late. So what's that? And he looked at me and said, son, it's very simple. And I said, what, what, Grandpa? And I thought he was going to, like, lay this big theological, like, well, it's very simple, son. I fast from sunup to sundown, or I, you know, I, I spend that time in deep meditation of the scriptures and prayer, or I'm out leading people to Jesus. And I said, Grandpa, why, why are you always late to church? And he looked at me and said, because I don't like singing. <laughs> that was it. I was like, <laughs> yeah, but seriously. He was like, no, seriously, I don't like singing. I was like, Grandpa, you can't say that. Like, uh, so immediately, like this spiritual giant of my life, I was like, Grandpa, we're going to get some Gaithers going on here. Like, we're going to get some, some old school uh, music going on. But he did. He was like, I like the preaching, but I'm just not, like, I don't always enjoy the singing. And, uh, and so then as I got older and uh, more, you know, like could defend myself and stuff uh, uh, physically, I would say, hey, Grandpa, um, you know, there's a whole book in the Bible that's a song book in the Bible. Like, do you think Jesus wants us to sing? And he's like, oh, I'm, I'm sure he does, you know. And then that was it. So uh, the book of Psalms is a song book, all right? It is a book of songs for you here. You're like, I don't get into music. I don't really like that. Um, you probably don't like the Bible because it's the biggest book of the Bible, all right, is the song book. Um, and so, uh, so I want to encourage you is also when people are like, like sometimes we boiled worship down to YouTube, right? So it's like, um, you know, worship is YouTube. You got to have these big crowds and lights and smoke machines and you got to have all this stuff to be able to worship. And uh, none of that's true. Like you've got a song book right here in the Bible and, uh, and it's chopped full of songs. And my greatest, the best part is when it actually tells you like, do this one with a five stringed instrument. And it's really cool because we don't have chords or charts for them, but you can just make up your own, which is uh, really awesome, all right? So, uh, so I want to just encourage you as we are in the book of Psalm chapter 1, um, here, here's the thing about uh, Psalm chapter 1. It is really simple. It is really simple, all right? And, uh, and so sometimes like if we're reading it, we might read it and go, man, that's, that's really simple. Like, that, yeah, like, duh. Like, it almost challenges our intelligence where it's like, yeah, no, Brandon, like, I get it. Like, that's really simple. But hear me say this. It is not easy. It is not easy. Simple does not always mean easy, right? Like, I was just thinking about some things that are uh, fairly simple but not always easy. Like, uh, those of you who know me know that I really love baseball, like, I love baseball. I love the simplicity of just going out to the ballpark, watching, you know, throw ball, hit ball. Like, that's kind of the, the mantra. Like, I tell Zeke all the time. I'm like, you know, we'll go out there, and I'm like, all right, son, this is the ball. See ball, hit ball. That's baseball, all right? So, see ball, hit ball. So, I'm like, see ball? He's like, yeah, hit ball. Strike one. You know, I'm like, all right, it's very simple, Zeke. Like, see ball, hit ball. So, baseball is very simple, very hard. All right, very, very difficult sport. It's the only sport where if you get it right one out of three times, you're a Hall of Famer, all right? So it's very difficult, very difficult sport, but very simple. See ball, hit ball. There's some other things in life, right? Like I think of like parenting, right? Uh, we've got three kids. I think parenting sounds pretty simple, right? Um, here's a child. Take it home. Who said that? 
testimony. Let's go. I said, that's, it's real simple. Like, the first time we had to take Zeke home from the hospital. I'm like, that's it? And they're like, yeah, bye. And I'm like, what are you talking about, bye? Like, like this is a human life. You just going to let me take it? And they're like, yeah, it's yours. And I'm like, what? Like, this is crazy. And uh, it's very simple, right? Very simple. Um, well, at least from my perspective. All right. So I was like, it's very simple. All right. There's a baby. You're going to be a parent now. There's all these books. Very difficult. All right. Very difficult uh, thing to do. Um, you think about like all the things in life, right? Like um, we've, uh, this summer, we've had like uh, someone come and help us with Chipper, our dog, like dog sitting. All right. Like very simple idea. Come keep the dog alive. All right, that's your job. Like, I want to come back home. I want there to be a dog, right? Like, keep the dog alive. Not always the easiest feat, all right? Like, our dog has learned how to unlock the door. Like, not always the easiest uh, feat to do that, right? Uh, marriage, dating, right? Dating, simple. Go find somebody, fall in love, and watch the Hallmark movies. It's simple, right? Super simple. A di very difficult situation, you know? What app do we use? Where do we, where do we find these people? people. Like, how do we have conversation? Like, it can be a very difficult world out there, right? So reading Psalm chapter 1 may seem really simple, not easy, all right? Um, and so, so I'm just going to read it, and I'm going to make some really simple points to us today, um, but I want to just say that out front. They may be very simple points, so I'm not trying to challenge your intelligence, but they are not the easiest of points, all right? So Psalm chapter 1, I'm going to read it all the way through. It's very short, and then I'm going to come back and make a few points, all right? Psalm chapter 1, starting in verse 1. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so. But are like shaft that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the congregation of the righteous. For the Lord knows the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked will perish. The word of the Lord. Now, I want you to see here, like as we read this, it seems very simple. Uh, the righteous, good. The wicked, bad. Go home. Like, that's the sermon, all right? That's the message today. Righteous, good, wicked, bad. And that's, that's so it's very, it seems like super, super simple. But go back up to Psalm uh, chapter 1 with me, all right? Um, verse 1, I'm sorry. Psalm chapter 1, verse 1. And uh, listen to what it says. Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. Um, let me ask you, who here, who here wants to be blessed today? Yeah, all right, and then the rest of you are miserable. Sounds good. All right, so, no, I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding. So, so we want to be blessed, right? Like, that's an easy one, Sim very simple. Like, I want to be blessed. And so I love this. Anytime you're reading your Bible and you see the word, like, blessed is the person who does this or this person will be blessed, let me tell you something. I underline that because that gets my attention. You know why? Because I want to be blessed. 
Like, I want to hear from the Lord. I want the Lord to be with me. So anytime it says, the Lord says, like, you'll be blessed or I'll be with you, I'm circling that. I'm like, all right, so what, how does that work? Like, I want in on that. So here's what he says. Here's how we are um, blessed by the Lord. The first thing is this. Like, I want you to understand, this was written before Jesus came on the scene. So everything that's in the book of Psalms is leading us to a time when Jesus Christ is going to come to earth. And he is going to live out everything that the Old Testament is talking about. Like, like if you just read the book of Psalms and you go, oh, that was really beautiful. That's really nice. That makes me feel good. That's good. Okay, that's half of it. But the rest of it is to know that that is all going to like happen through Jesus. So if you want to be blessed here today, I want you to hear me say this. You do not have to do a bunch of checklist do's and don'ts. All you got to do is believe in Jesus. All right? Like if you believe in Jesus and you like count Jesus as your salvation and you have a relationship with Jesus, you are all into Jesus. Brother, sister, let me just tell you something. You are blessed by God. And listen, you can't be any more blessed by God. Like, there's nothing more to it. Like, Jesus is ultimate. So if you want to know, like, blessed is the person who does this and does that, like, yes, that's true. But as a follower of Jesus, Jesus is going to lead you to do these things, all right? These are not things that you have to muster up on your own. These are things that a supernaturally happen when you are in a relationship with Jesus. So I don't want you to walk out of here today going, oh, I got a checklist of five good things to do today. I want you to walk out of here going, I need Jesus. Like, I really need Jesus to do this because he sums up the whole list, all right? So I just want to say that from the beginning. But here's, here's a couple of things. If you want to be blessed, here's what the Bible says, a couple of things. Number one, he says, a blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked. I would put it this way, don't take advice from people who are far from God. Sounds simple, right? Super simple, like, duh, right? It's like if I want to be a millionaire, right? Like, I'm not going to go find someone who, like, has $100,000 in debt and be like, so teach me how to be a millionaire, right? No, no, they're actually starting from subtraction. If I want to be a millionaire, I'm going to go talk to a millionaire and be like, hey, teach me your ways. How'd you do it, right? Um, now, I'm probably not going to do anything that they tell me to do, but I'm, that's who I'm getting advice from, all right? Like, I want to know if I'm, if I'm going to get healthy and I want to lose weight and I want to get healthy, I'm not going to go find someone who looks just like me. I'm going to go find someone who, who is actually doing and has done what I want to do. Like, if I'm looking at the gym and I'm looking at somebody who's like literally falling off the treadmill, like face planting on the treadmill, I'm not going to go to them and be like, would you like to be my personal trainer? Like, that's not going to happen, right? I'm going to go find someone who looks like they know how to run the treadmill at least and be like, can you show me what button to push? Like, that's, that's where we're going to start. Well, guys, listen, like following Jesus is, and having a relationship with God is the same way. So many times we're taking advice from people who aren't even close to God. Like, we are walking in the counsel that people have given to us, and it is not godly counsel. And that will not lead to blessing. It may lead to what you consider an easy life. It may lead to what you consider to be comfort and stability. But it will not lead you closer to Jesus. And I, I can't think of anywhere else I'd want to be. Like, like I want to be with Jesus. And so the first thing that we see here is that, man, we want to be a people who take advice from people who are with God. Like, like it's like when you want to be discipled and you want to have someone come and disciple you, 
Like, don't pick someone who's just like your favorite person. Like, that's good. But are they close to God? Like, take advice from people who are where you want to be in your relationship with God. All right? So that's, that's the first thing. Like, blessed is the person who doesn't take their advice from Instagram. All right? Like, who doesn't, blessed is the person who doesn't live their life based upon memes that they've read and have no idea if they're true or not. Like, blessed is the person who does not take their advice just from social media influencers, right? Blessed is the man, blessed is the person who takes their advice from godly people. They may not have an influence on Instagram. They may not have a large following on Twitter. But do they know the word of God? If so, take your advice from them. Here's number two. Number two, um, if you read in verse one, it says, nor stands in the way of sinners. And the way I would put this is they don't live like the rest of the world. They don't live like the rest of the world. Like he says, they don't stand in the way of sinners. In other words, like you look at all these people who disobey God and go their own way. He says the blessed person, the person who lives a blessed life is actually someone who doesn't stand with people who are far from God. Now, I want to be very clear. This does not mean that we do not love them. Understood? This does not mean that we don't go to them and invest in them, and love them, and be generous to them, and give to them, and and just love them, not just with the gospel, but with our lives. Like, this does not mean that we don't love them. What it means is we do not stand for what they stand for. What it means is we stand on the rock of Jesus, and he is our firm foundation. And, And so there's got to be this difference in your life, right? You're not living like the rest of the world. Here's number three. Number three um, says this. It says, nor sits in the seat of scoffers. So if you want to be blessed, I just say this, don't be a scoffer. Don't be a scoffer. Now, when I think of the word scoffer, this might just be because I have three young kids at home, so I kind of filter everything through the Muppets. And, uh, and so when I think of like uh, a scoffer, I think of those two old Muppets that sit up in the theater. You guys know who I'm talking about? What are their names? Do they have names? Waldorf and who? Sattler. Okay. Man, that's so good. Hey, I think Buffalo Wild Wings got trivia night next week. If you're not doing anything, Joe, I'd love to. I don't know what the pot is, but let's, let's go. Um, man, I, yeah, so like these, these two guys, like to me, are the epitome of scoffers. Like they are the ones who they're up there and they're watching and they're making fun of the people performing, right? And they're like literally scoffing, like, ho, 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 ho. That's pretty good, right? And so they're like doing all this stuff and working on that all week. Thank you, Jesus. All right, so like, I, like we come through and that's like scoffing. Well, the word scoff literally means to make fun of people. Um, for religious reasons, right? Like in a religious context. The word scoff is most often used in a religious context. So literally what this is saying here um, is don't don't sit in the seat of scoffers. Don't be one of those guys. Don't be, don't be one of the old guys that's like sitting at the theater with their arms crossed, just like judging and critiquing everything. Man, that's not a blessed life. Listen to me. That is a miserable life. And those people make everybody else miserable too. And so I would just say, like, don't assume that you're not sitting in the seat of a scoffer. Ask Jesus, am I sitting in the seat of a scoffer? 
Because if we're not careful, most often what happens is like I've, I've been doing ministry for a long time since I was 18 years old. I can say this with really extreme confidence that the largest scoffers in the church and really in general are the people who God told them to do something. They said no. They lived their life the way they wanted to. And now they're trying to make up for a bunch of decades missed of not doing what God told them to do. And so what they do is they sit back and they scoff at what everybody else is trying to do for Jesus. Do not sit in the seat of a scoffer. Like, you be a champion. You be a celebrator. You be someone who comes alongside and says, hey, Pastor Brandon, boy, you are not perfect. You are like one of the least perfect pastors I've ever had. But good job, Pastor Brandon. Like, let's go get them, you know? Like, let's be an encouragement. Let's be celebrating one another. Like, let's not sit in the seat of scoffers, man. When God's doing something great, let's be people who call that out and celebrate it. All right, let's look at verse 2, Psalm uh, 1-2. It says, But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. So listen, the first three things I gave you were things, if you want to be blessed, don't do these things. All right? So they were don't do's. All right? But listen, our God, Jesus, like, he's not just a God of don't do's. He is a God of action. He is a God of do, right? And like I know with having three small kids, one of the most frustrating things for them is when I tell them not to do something. What they'd rather hear is what they can do, right? So instead of sometimes saying like, hey, don't scream inside, sometimes what I'll say is, hey, why don't you use like an inside voice or even a whisper because daddy can hear you, you know? Like, why don't you do something like that? Because now I've given them permission to do something rather than told them a bunch of stuff they can't do. And so the Bible knows that too. So he's given us a few things. If you want to live a blessed life, don't do these things. But now he's going to end by telling us a couple of things we should do, right? And the first thing he says is number four, if you're taking notes. He says, if you want to be blessed, delight in the Bible. He says delight in the law of the Lord. But you have to understand, when Psalm 1 was written, the only thing they had that was their Bible was the first five books. And really then, it was kind of like if you would have all five. That is called the law, all right? Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Like, who's going to get caught up in the book of Leviticus, right? So you need to understand, like, when, yeah, let's go. When they're saying, like, um, delight, when he says uh, delight in the law of the Lord, he's saying delight in the book of Numbers, like, be so consumed and passionate that you're reading, you, it's like, I go somebody, I'm like, man, I was just reading in the book of Leviticus the other day. Woo, this is awesome, you know? And like, but we, guys, we don't have just the book of Leviticus. Now we got the book of John to like compare the book of Leviticus to. Now we got the book of Acts. Like, we got so many great things in scriptures. And so he said, like, if you want to live a blessed life, if you want to live over here and be righteous and blessed, delight yourself in the word of God, man. Enjoy it. And, uh, and so for us today, the calling is not, listen, I'm not telling you, go home and read your Bibles more. You already know you should do that, right? Like there ain't nobody, there ain't nothing I can say that's going to make you go home and go, Whoa. I could guilt you into it. That's going to last maybe like an hour, all right? Like, so I'm not big, in, here's what I'm going to say. I'm not going to encourage you, go home and read your Bible more. I'm going to encourage you, go home and ask God to help you enjoy reading your Bible more. Because if you enjoy it, you'll do it. And so sometimes our prayer is not, Lord, give me more time. He ain't turning the clock for anybody. I've prayed that. I've asked him. He doesn't do it. Like, he's not going to give you 26 hours in a day, all right? He's not going to do that. So stop praying, God, give me more time to do it. Stop praying, God, help me do it, 
all right? He's given literally you a Bible like that you carry around in your pocket 24 hours, all right? He has helped you. So instead, pray. This is what I pray. Lord, help me enjoy reading my Bible this week. Like, help me enjoy Because if I enjoy it, I'll keep coming back time and time again. I'll just keep coming back. You know why? Because I love it. I enjoy it, all right? And here's the last one, number five. It says this in verse two. He says, and on his law, he meditates day and night. So number five, if you want to live that blessed life, do this. Think about God all the time. Just think about it. That's what the word meditate means. It really just means to think, to think on. And uh, think about God all the time. We were in Oregon, and uh, it was really fascinating, really amazing. We were talking to this guy, and there was this guy in their leadership development program. And it's amazing because, like, in our leadership development, we call it the lit team. I, like, give them a book, tell them to read a couple of chapters. It might give them, like, an hour's worth of homework. And, uh, and it was kind of like, oh, okay, thanks. Pastor Brandon, you know, over there, they're like, yeah, here's your 20 hours of homework you're going to do. You're going to show up four nights a week and do all, like, it was pretty intense. So anyway, I just wanted to throw that out there so you see what a gracious pastor I am. And so we go out there in Oregon, and, uh, and so they invited me and Wes and uh, Pastor Terry from Impact Nova to come do a panel with them. Well, before the panel, one of their students, he's a college student, he got up. Listen, he just got saved. Less than a year probably, Wes. Less than a year this dude's been saved, got saved from a college, the local college campus, started coming to this church, has fallen in love with Jesus. Now they're training him up to be a leader. And they look at him and say, you're going to lead our lesson tonight on prayer. And he's like, oh, sure, that's easy. And gets up. If I told any of you, hey, go preach on prayer next Sunday, you'd be like, oh, gosh, okay, I'm going to need more than a week. This dude just gets up, and he goes, yeah. He sits on a stool like this. He said, yeah, this makes sense to me because before I was a Christian, I meditated all the time. Like, I did all these meditation activities, and, you know, I was searching for something. I didn't know it was Jesus, but I was searching for something, so I was doing all these meditation activities. He was like, so when I became a Christian, like, that was super easy. Like, sometimes I'd spend two or three hours a day in meditation. He was like, and when I became a Christian, man, that was awesome because now I knew I didn't have to, but I could. Like, I could just go and just spend two or three hours a day, and now I'm doing it with Jesus. And guess what? He talks back. Like, we actually get to have a conversation and like hang out together. And, um, and he was like, so I don't understand when Christians say they don't know how or they, or they can't pray for two or three hours. He was like, can somebody explain that to me? I was like, um, uh, no. Keep going. That's good. You all right? It was like crazy. And guys, listen. Like, the fact is, we can think about God day and night. We can. It's just what we got to do is ask him to stir those affections inside of us. Like what we got to do is stop depending on our, on our checklist and we got to start depending and asking God to stir some like desire within us. And listen, nothing wrong with checklists, nothing wrong with schedules, nothing wrong with putting it on the counter. I'm going to spend God, time with God at this time. Nothing wrong with that. If that's you, man, do it. I'm just saying like do it out of a desire and not out of a duty, all right? Because the Bible says that's who's going to be blessed is not the person who meditates for an hour a day, but the person who thinks about God day and night. You know what that literally means? When the sun is up and when the sun is down. So when the sun is not up or down, you can do whatever you want, all right? But when the sun is up or the sun is down, we got to be thinking about God. And listen, you may go, Brandon, that's hard to do. I got a job and I'm busy and I got all this stuff and I got kids and I got family and I got, I, I got friends and I got social media and it's just so hard. And I go, listen, I know, but when you desire him, when you desire him, it's so much easier. 
Um, worship team, you guys can go ahead and come up, and we'll end our time in worship. But I just want to read to you this last part in verse 3. So don't put your Bibles away just yet. Um, in verse 3, he says this. He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and all that he does, he prospers. Now, I want you to get something for a second. That word prospers is not always what we think of when we think of prosperous. See, when we think of prosperous, we think of wealthy. We think of health. We think of riches. We think of, man, that person really prospered. They've got a big house. They've got all this stuff. But guys, the word prosperous in the Bible doesn't, doesn't equate to money, doesn't equate to having a lot of riches or big houses. Listen, did you know that you could live in a poverty-stricken country, digging wells for clean drinking water for a village of 20,000 people and still be prosperous? Did you know that you could be living in a tent in a refugee camp, helping hand out shoes to little children and still live a prosperous, blessed life? And the reason you can do that is because you've got a relationship with God through Jesus. See, look at this uh, picture. Um, they're going to throw a picture up on the screen. I want you guys to see kind of the difference there. The first picture is a picture of me and the redwood trees. Now, this is crazy. I'd never seen a redwood tree before, but that's a really big tree, right? And uh, <laughs> it's, a, it's a big tree. And as I look at that tree, I go, man, ain't nothing bringing that tree down. People tell me it's like one of the oldest trees in the world, like, that these trees are old. And, and I just wonder, and so Wes actually taught me a lot about these trees. And what he taught me is that, man, they like, they have these deep roots and it's actually not just one tree, but all these trees that kind of like join together into one. And, and man, they are solid. Like you're not pushing that tree down. Like look at that thing. You are not pushing it down. The Bible says someone who puts their trust in God, someone who is blessed, like lives that life and they are like that tree. Like, they live like that tree. They are firmly rooted, solid, immovable, like blessed, secure, strong. But then he goes on and he says in verse 5, I'm sorry, verse 4, he says, the wicked are not like this. They're like shaft that the wind drives away. Look at, look at the dandelion over there. You guys seen those before? So much fun, just you know, I love it when my kids get right up in my face and just blow it right in my face and I'm like digging it out of my beard for two days. I love that. And I look at that and it's so easy. One little gust of wind and they're gone. One little blow of a two-year-old and they're, it's gone. And the Bible says that's what it's like when you're living a wicked life. And the word wicked, I would just say, is apart from God. When you're living a life apart from God, that's what your life is like. And all it takes is one trial. All it takes is one bad thing to happen. All it takes is one little thing, and boom, your whole life falls apart. But when you build your life on God, you're like that redwood tree. And the storms may come, and trials may happen, and bad things may happen in your life, but you're like firm with Jesus. 
and you have a relationship with God, you're the righteous, the blessed, the prosperous in this story. And so when those things happen, you're not moved. You're steady. You're secure. So I just want to ask you today, which, number one, is which life are you living right now? Think to yourself, what life are you living right now? You say, Pastor Brandon, no, I'm the blessed. Like, I'm that tree, man. I feel it. Like, I'm so close to God right now that there ain't nothing going to, like, shake me or move me. Like, like storms may come, bad things may happen, but I'm still going to prosper because I'm close to God. Like, because I've got this relationship with him through Jesus. Or would you look and go, actually, Brandon, I'm living the life of a dandelion. Like, I am all over the place, man. Every time something happens in my life, I go this way, that way, I freak out. I don't, it's like I don't know how to just grab onto something. Well, I just feel like the Lord wanted me to tell you today that he is that something you need to grab onto. Now, you feel like you're falling off a cliff. You feel like a storm is breezing you through and you can't grab a hold of anything. And Jesus is here today and he's holding out his hand to you. And he's saying, grab on to me. You don't have to figure him out. You don't have to know all the right answers, and you don't have to have your life together. You just got to grab his hand, and he will take you the rest of the way, and we'll be here to help you. So where are you? But now the question is, where do you want to be? Which one do you want to be today? Jesus is inviting you today to have that life with him. Hi, you're listening to the Sermon Podcast of Impact Church in Fredericksburg, Virginia. I'm Pastor Brandon the church planter and lead pastor. We are a new church in the DC area that is centered on the gospel and sent to our neighborhoods, Northern Virginia, and the nations. Please visit our website at www.impactfxbg.church. There, you'll find our current meeting times and locations. Our prayer is that you are encouraged by the message you hear today and fall more in love with Jesus and others. Thanks for listening.